Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Happy New Year. Uh, as you have noticed that today's reading was from, again, from the Gospel of uh, St. Luke, Chapter 1. Like for in the last three, or uh, in, in, including today, all the readings from uh, the Gospel of St. Luke, the, Chapter 1, since the beginning of the month of Kiak. Like for the first week of the month of Kiak, we had like the archangel Gabriel appear to Zacharias in the temple and gave him the good news about the coming or the birth of John the Baptist. His long-awaited son that he and Elizabeth were waiting for and praying for for a long time. Back then, like whoever who doesn't have a kid like or any barren woman, it was like a sign of God or they considered this as a sign of God that... This family or this uh, lady uh, are not accepted before God. But God, like uh, as Archangel said, that your prayer were accepted. That was the first week of the month of Kiak. And the second week, again, Archangel Gabriel came again six months later to St. Mary and gave her the greatest news of all times about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Savior. The third week, which was last week, the St. Mary, immediately after knowing that uh, Elizabeth was pregnant, she went to visit her and to help her, like this old lady that is pregnant. She deserves or she, is, she would be in some need of help to, uh, for the, her pregnancy because she was old like the gospel said. Today, like as you just heard, is the birth of John the Baptist. So we are talking about this full chapter one of the gospel of St. Luke. We are talking about a nine-month span. And this nine-month span is considered the transitional period of time between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Like we are talking about the very critical fine line between the both Testaments, Old Testament and New Testament. Then, of course, you know, like next week, it will be the Nativity Feast, the Lord Jesus, and the event that the whole creation and all the world were waiting for since uh, Adam and Eve were cast out of the Garden of Eden. First, let's take a closer look to uh, some of the verses and some of the uh, prophecies that were included in today's gospel. Number one, I want to talk about the name selection. You notice that, uh, nor- like normally in, an, in the Old Testament and most of the Hebrew names, they have they had a meaning or they deliver a message. Especially when this name actually is chosen by God. Like for, for example, God changed Abram's name to Abraham. And uh, Archangel Gabriel told Zacharias that you will call the, the child John. And also Archangel Gabriel told St. Mary, you will call him Jesus. So every name has a meaning and is delivering a message. 
So what is the name? First, the family wanted to uh, to name him Zacharias after his father, which was a common practice back then. It's okay. Like Zacharias Jr., Zacharias Sr., and like we see this sometime even uh, around us nowadays. But the family wanted to name him Zacharias after his father. And the name Zacharias actually is a, is a very good name. What does it mean? Like Zechariah means God or Jehovah remembers. Uh, the ayah or ayu uh, uh, or you uh, in the Hebrew is the name of God, Jehovah. Or uh, uh, like uh, we say it uh, in uh, Yahweh in uh, Hebrew. So Zechariah means God remembers or God is remembering. It is very relevant for this family, like the family of Elizabeth and Zechariah, that God remembered them at the end, and they are giving, and He is giving them a son in their old age. So God remembered them. It, it is very relevant, and it is really good, good name. It expressed the situation here. Uh, we have uh, finally God remembered us and looked to uh, to our family and gave us a son. But the name you, John, which is Yohanna or Yohanan in uh, Hebrew, has another meaning. It means that God had compassion or God is showing tenderness. Allah yatahannan or Yahweh yatahannan. That means that, yes, he is, it's, it's a good name to rem- that God is remembering, but even it's, more better name for this person that ill that will be the forerunner to be Yohanna or to be John that God is showing forgiveness or show, God is showing tenderness or graciousness so as if God wanted to say it's not just I am remembering you or I am seeing you as a family, I'm looking to the whole entire picture and to whole, the whole mankind. My heart moved with compassion, and I, with like the the, the uh, Zechariah said, through the tender mercy of God, uh, he decided to come and bring this child for a mission. And this is what we're going to talk about later. So Elizabeth, by the, filled by the Holy Spirit since the visit of Saint Mary, she said his name is John. And Zacharias, no one knows if there was any kind of uh, agreement before that or no. But John said his name is John. And at at this point, they they were more like the family marveled and all the visitors, okay. You, you both agreed his name is John, his name is John. But once he wrote that on, uh, on the tablet, that his name is John, immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was loosed and he spoke praising God. So after, for, after fulfilling the message of Archangel Gabriel, and he kept quiet for nine months. 
to see the prophecy or to see the news fulfilled, he started, after the first thing he started, after he opened his mouth, he started praising God. And this will take us to the second point. Like the, the first thing he said after he opened his mouth, blessed is the Lord God of Israel. And this will take me to the second point. Because Zechariah said, Blessed is God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Visited and redeemed. That was like he knew that his son, this is because of nine months ago, Archangel Gabriel that told him that this person is not going to be like any other person. And he believed that finally God visited his people. Because in the past 400 years, there was no prophets. There was no messengers from God to his people. And they used to be called the ages of, of darkness. They, they have never heard any prophet coming after Malachi. No message from God. It's as if God lost, or they lost the connection. The, the, the people of God lost the connection between them and the communication was totally cut or uh, not even uh, having any, anyone who can help them. So God visited his people. God came by himself and redeemed. The word redeemed that means that he already saved us, but the Messiah or the Lord Jesus himself was not born yet. But with the eyes of prophecy, he saw that once this first step of the birth of John is coming, then will follow immediately the Savior that will redeem and will save the people. So he said he visited and redeemed his people. Now let's talk a little bit about Zechariah's uh, blessing or uh, Zechariah's prayer. Actually, it is split. It's a prophecy. It's split between two parts. The first part is talking about the salvation and the, the God redemption and what is coming. And he, he's talking about the promise that God told his forefathers like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all these people. And uh, David, that he will save and he will do something so they they can uh, those who left like on on on, uh, on the hope uh, in in these old days will find salvation and they the Jesus Christ by his birth will save these people like he had promised before. So the first part was about the Lord Jesus. And then he started addressing his prophecy or talking to his son, John. Telling you, and you, my child. To understand what exactly he, Zacharias knew from Archangel Gabriel about the mission of John. Let's go back to like the first week, uh, the first week of Kia, and let's see what Archangel Gabriel said about this boy that will be that will be born. He told him that 
He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready people and prepared for, and a people prepared for the Lord. So basically the mission of John the Baptist is to prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. And like Isaiah said before that this is the, the voice shouting in the wilderness or crying in the wilderness to prepare the way before the Lord. And Zechariah said, after knowing all this, and he knew that this is not like a very, like a normal Hebrew boy that is born after a long time. No. And he told him, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. You will be called prophet. Is he prophet? The Lord Jesus said, not just a prophet. He's a greater than a prophet. Actually, the Lord Jesus said that he is the greatest among those who were born from women. John the Baptist. So Zechariah said about his son, you are the prophet of the most high or of, or of the highest. For you will go before his face, before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. This is actually what was said by Archangel Gabriel. But how, okay, you will prepare the ways and Archangel Gabriel said that uh, he will prepare the ways and prepare the people for the acceptance of the Lord. But how? Now Zacharias explained it in a little bit more details. To give knowledge of salvation to his people. To let the people know that they are saved. Prepare them. Like, remember every time the Lord Jesus sent the disciples to preach, to tell the people that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's close. Salvation is close. Very close. It's at hand. So, to give knowledge of salvation to His people by the remission of their sins. Give hope to the people. Tell them that the Lord is coming. And we, and you have hope. Whether we are sinners, we are so far away, there was no prophets, there was no messenger coming or anyone talking on behalf of God in the past 400 years. Now God himself is coming and he is accepting and giving salvation and redemption with forgiveness of sins. And not because you, the children of God, you deserve it. But it's because the tender mercy of God. It's out of His love. It's because of His heart moved with compassion. Towards the lowly state of the mankind. His tender mercy, His heart moved and decided it's time. This is the fullness of time that we're, uh, the, the, the Bible is talking about. Fullness of time, the Lord came to fulfill the salvation. Now, I want you to relate the mission of John the Baptist with our mission. We, as, as the children of God today in the world. We, as the children of God, by default, we are all servants. 
We are the voice of God to the world. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the world. The mission of John the Baptist was to prepare the people for the coming of God. The Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior was coming. The first coming. But now we should be like John the Baptist. This is the mission that we are looking for today. This is why we are here. Not I'm talking here in the church today. But yes, this is where you are in your neighborhood. This is why you are serving this group of people. This is why you are in this family. This is why you are in this job. This is why you are in connection with those people around you. This is why. This is why. God is putting this kind of boundaries or this kind of uh, placing, placement. Let's put it this way. God put you in this place for a reason. And that time, like 21st century, we are here in the Chicagoland area so we can work with God to prepare his, to prepare the people for his coming. There is, uh, I remember one time, uh, one of the, of the youth told me, I wish I have lived in this 1970s. 1970s things were very cheap. Jobs are like easily, you can apply for a job and even without interview you can, uh, you can go and start working the second day without all these hassles of interviews and, uh, uh, first interview, second interview, I don't know what. Uh, it was much easier. Like, and it was less crowded as well. I told them it doesn't work like this. You can't be, like, you can't live in the 1970s because God didn't mean that you be there that time. God meant to, for you to be here today, now, in the 21st century for a mission. Everyone has a mission. Remember, there was like uh, about 15 or maybe more uh, years ago, uh, the the Purpose Driven Life uh, book by Rick Warren. That that was like an eye opener for many. You, your life has a purpose. You're not just here by coincidence. Let me tell you why. <clears throat> In the book of Acts chapter 17, when St. Paul was uh, talking to the Greek in the Areopagus, he was talking like about the unknown God in Athens. And he mentioned that he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. And he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. So God has a plan for you, for every one of us. And He predetermined where you will live and when you will live in this area. Like many people got the chance, for example, to, uh, to move to Chicagoland. Maybe they, had this they didn't get this opportunity to move five years ago, ten years ago, because their mission was not back then. 
or God didn't meant it back then. God meant it like right now. So I want you to think about this, that your life has a purpose. And like John the Baptist today, you have a mission in your life to prepare the people around you. To prepare the people like to to let them see the image of God in you. Are you a peacemaker? Like the Lord Jesus is. Are you spreading love around you? Kindness, tenderness, forgiveness for people. Are you giving the good news? Are you trying to, to help others? Visiting the sick, visiting the elders. Spread the word of God as much as you can. Give them hope. Like Zacharias told, told John. Give knowledge of salvation of, the, of his people. The people around us are like, they, they, they are so down. They, they are far from God with a lot of distractions. Distractions of sins, distractions of work, distractions of, uh, philosophies and a lot of, uh, doubts are going there. Give them hope. Tell them that God is close and He is near His coming. Help them to, to see and discover God's love in you, in you in person. So maybe they, they are not able or you can't give Bibles for people to read. But people will know and will understand what's in the Bible if you, if they see you applying the Bible. Without reading the Bible, they will know what the Bible says. Because of you dealing with them on a daily basis. So, I just want to wrap up with this. Remember that you're not here randomly. You're not living in this age randomly. You have a purpose. You have a task to fulfill. And God is waiting for you. That you prepare the people that are around you that he are putting that are that he is putting on your way to prepare the way before him and glory be to God forever amen <laughs>